Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. I'm trying to get our players to listen to me instead of listening to you guys. Mackey and Judd. It's like poison. You know what I mean? It's like taking poison. On 1500 ESPN. And they run it straight ahead. Oh, breaking it. No one in the secondary. It's going the distance. Jonathan Stewart. 60 yards. Second and five. Newton. Wide open. Newton. Inside the 40, inside the 20, and then has it all the way to the six as Waynes tried to strip it away. Yeah, we got fighters. Uh, we just didn't finish the game. We didn't play good enough to win, so it's hard to hard to win games when you don't play good enough. Superstar Michael Morris in the house. Yes. Here I am again. You guys, I want to just wish you both a Merry Christmas, Dave. Just let let's let everything just just drop everything We're, and just start anew. Merry uh, Christmas! Oh, I've got no problems with you, Michael. Merry Christmas to you. Well, you can cut the tension with God a Almighty with I, a butter knife. He didn't, no. mean, he, he didn't. He didn't mean a single syllable. Of I that. absolutely not. I love big dumb idiots. Wow! <laughs> Tell your wife she'll be receiving a phone call from <laughs> wow. me. Okay. Wow. Why are you being picked on so much? I don't think he's picked. They do on the that. same thing to me too. Well, no, no, no. And the listeners have turned. Yeah, but it's true. But they love us. I'm a big dumb idiot. A lot of the time, I'm going to go over, go over there and prove a, it to him. I think you're a misunderstood long snapper. Do you think the Vikings are big dumb idiots for losing yesterday, or do you think do, that it was just a blip on the radar? Take it from one big dumb idiot. Yeah, they did. They they were idiots yesterday for blowing that. If you're not ready to play a game, that's going to happen, and that that means when the majority of the players are not on the same page to go out there at the same intensity and the same efficiency. You know, I mean, there's a focus and a polish that you pay, pay attention to detail to when you come through the through the work week. And when you get on that plane and go over to Philadelphia, yeah, granted it was the third road game in a row. Carolina, it's yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. I, 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 Carolina, they may have but, to go to Philadelphia, but yeah. without Carson Wentz here in a, in a few weeks in the playoffs. But that's uh, <sighs> that's another whole thing to dig into now. That changes everything. As, as much as Aaron Rodgers... Going down changed the landscape for us immensely. It does it again now with Wentz going down. Hey, okay, just random question for you guys. The Packers have to run the Rodgers is coming back this weekend. The Packers have to run the table to get to the playoffs to have a chance to. The Eagles are now without Carson Wentz, but they have the number one seed. So knowing that the Packers still have a lot of work to do to even get to the playoffs, who do you think you would put your money on to win a Super Bowl? The Eagles or the now back with Aaron uh, Aaron Rodgers back with the team Packers? To win the Super Bowl. Yeah. You never can count a guy like Aaron Rodgers out. Never. 
Uh, but but they don't have as much going on as the Eagles do. Nick Foles is not some slouch court. He's played in a Pro Bowl. I mean, he has. I, I don't know. I, I, I'd have to say the Eagles on that one. That Packer defense is still so bad. Good. And they got to get there that first. That Packer yeah, defense is still so bad. Mm-hmm. So, Mike, the one the one place uh, coming off of the loss uh, at Carolina that my newfound angst is placed on, because, I mean, there was a lot, there's a lot of dumb mistakes made that aren't going to uh, probably happen again. Offensive line. Mm-hmm. The offensive line is where I'm very concerned. Reef, ankle. Thing. If that's a problem, that's huge to me. But you went from when when you end the game with Berger being the only starter at, at his ordinary spot, that to me, if you're looking for a place to be concerned today and saying, okay, what what would stop this team now? That one is is it. Because that last quarter, the pressure on Keenum, and he can't operate that way. He doesn't he's he's not he's not in that very select group of guys who can say, ah, bleep it, I'm fine. That is where I'd be very worried. Until oh, you start to get definitely. reports back that these guys are, are going to be fine, and you have to get them, you have to go into the playoffs with a semblance of that line, basically. Agreed. And no quarterback can operate like that. I mean, Keenum is actually pretty good at ducking and weaving and making yeah. people miss. He can't operate that way. I mean, no one can. Not effectively. It's hit or miss when, when you have an offensive lineup there like that, and it's it's... Shuffled, completely shuffled again. If anyone knows, we know how that how that is around here. You just can't play good football that way. So you have to assume that Elfline is going to be a little better. But uh, that, that's never you know I, you can't make assumptions on a bad back, and that's what he's got. Uh, the ankle to, to Riley Reef is the big one for me too. Same thing, and uh, the rest of the guys. If we can just get Easton back playing left guard with Elfline and Berger. That that's going to help a lot. Just just to sort of solidify things in the middle there. Yeah, nothing happened in that game yesterday. Like I just I'm, I'm just reading some tweets here. We're getting all kinds of feedback, and if you guys want to chime in, six five one six four six eight two five five eight seven seven six one five fifteen hundred, we can keep the vent lines open. Um, Donnie says, Phil, it's like you're saying uh, a pitcher pitched a great game except for those three home runs they gave up. Uh, okay, but here's the thing. If you think six a sixty yard run by a running back for a touchdown and a sixty two yard run for by a quarterback to ice the game and uh, and two fifteen yard penalties, if you think that's predictive of what the Vikings are going to now do defensively going forward, then you would be right. That's the new blueprint. But if the new blueprint is, hey, you better bust off a couple sixty yard runs and take advantage of dumb fifteen yard penalties yeah. and and then barely eke out a win. On your home field against this Vikings defense, yep. That's why I don't feel a sense of doom and gloom after that loss yesterday. No, you shouldn't. You really ought, ought not feel that way because the team knows what happened. I mean, Limbo Joseph said it yesterday after the game. We know who we are. We know what the what the deal is, and we got to come back and re you know just reassert ourselves because things were going pretty smooth there for a long time. And you can whether you know it or not, you're all sort of believing the the hype and the and the smoke being blown up your tailpipe, <laughs> and and now now it's a mess. And you let one get get away from you. You sort of squander one. But that was a good football team on the road. Third road game in a row. I, that's a tough thing to do. I, yeah. I, I don't think I ever did that. But yeah, the NFL doesn't schedule that really. I mean, they I just don't. don't. I, I can't believe that that it ended up that way. That's the thing. If you had gone in when you started those three games, if I had said two and one, everyone here would have said okay. I'll I'll take it. Yeah, no and ten and three. Now, now and I, ten and three. No trouble. Said that. Now, yeah, no I, trouble. I I understand it didn't look great. I understand that there were problems. 
But there was, besides the line, there was nothing that happened yesterday where I say that's a new problem. The quarterback is going to be questionable to a certain de- degree. That's not going yeah. to change. The kicker is questionable for sure. Oh, God. Okay? That's not going that. to change. Uh, but as far as Thielen dropping passes or missed tackles, okay, those things transpired in one game. I fully expect that they won't occur next Sunday or against Green Bay. So there was nothing all that new to me. The concerns that I had going into yesterday remain, and nothing that they did besides have guys get hurt added a new, oh my gosh, this has been completely exposed. I mean, I I do not think that the Bengals or the Packers or Bears are going to run crazy. No. I I don't think that you're going to give up 60-yard runs. That's that's. So. I think you're right. I think we all just that was a bad game for everyone yesterday. Just everyone took turns being bad, Thielen included. I mean, he comes back and he's the gamer that he is, and he makes the big play at the end of the game. But you don't see him drop passes like he did yesterday, and you don't see our defense miss tackles or just flat out miss somebody wide open and not not able to catch a running back like Stewart racing down the field. You just don't see that that often. You might see a big pass play that, you know, everyone's going to get a pass in on you from time to time, but see a great big lumbering running back running down the field like that, scot-free. Someone just missed that, you know. that was That's that's a gap that just wasn't accounted for. And no one behind it. So they must have thought that he was that they were, they were going to run. But then, like, who's going to tackle him? Yeah. Because you're not, you're not covering for yourself. But the quarterback is looking pretty good. I mean, for him to show the poise that he had yesterday to come back and not get, you know, his head down. He never really does. He goes over and studies his stupid iPad. I love that, man. And then he comes out and he rifles a ball into Thielen right over the top of Keekley's head. I mean, did you see where that ball ended up and how it could have ended up? If he had thrown another two steps earlier, Keekley would have waxed Thielen. Yeah, that was a Sam Cassell uh, you know, big marbles dance. That was yeah. a that was a, a Pedro Serrano dance throw. <laughs> yeah, and, he's, and that's the thing about him. Judd and I were talking about this earlier. You know, he is, he can play his highs are like MVP caliber highs. And they you are. see why he had the most passing yards of any quarterback in NCAA history. You see why why three teams now have given him a chance, extended time, to be a starting quarterback. Yeah. And then, you know, the, the lows are there too, though. That's he, There's a wide range of what he could give you. And, um, you know, sometimes he looks a little like Blaine Gabbert with little wobbly throws here or, yeah. or kind of turns around. And But for the most part, yesterday, I thought he bounced back. I think... I just I don't know I maybe I maybe I have my head in the sand here on this but I I, am, so. I almost view that game yesterday as you know what if there's a good time leading into January at some point to have things go wrong and get slapped in the face and then maybe snap out of it a little bit after yeah. an eight game winning streak that's not a bad time to do it when you've already had two road wins and you beat the Rams at home and now you get a Bengals team that looks like they've quit completely I mean yeah. that Bengals team just no got kidding. smoked by the Bears so can you the game that's going to tell it all is at Lambeau, if the Packers are still in it, chasing the playoffs, and Aaron Rodgers is back, and now you're going on the road against a legitimate top three all-time quarterback who has revenge on his mind, can you take them and put them to sleep, end their season, and then springboard yourself into the playoffs? That'd be a tough one at Lambeau. Yeah, that's going to be a tough one. And I want I want Aaron Rodgers to play. I want him to play. I want to beat him again. You know, with him, all four quarters, I want to see him out there. You want to break his legs this yeah, time. Well, I was going to say, you want to someone, slam him back you into the ground uh, again I, and like yeah. barred at last I game. I want to see someone surgically remove his spleen. Uncensored violence. Yes. You know, a very handle electric. Surgically remove. You would, too. Just a real clean cut. and Just Scalpel. take the spleen. You don't really need your spleen. Do you? 
and then put him on that table and have the tent go up over him <laughs> yeah, with an open carcass. You're missing a spleen. I love the tent. You're missing a spleen. <laughs> Funny enough, we find that your spleen is gone. The blue tent. How great is, is the blue tent? The blue tent. tent is so strange. I love it when guys disappear and all of a sudden the blue tent goes up. And everyone goes, oh, the anticipation goes up and like there's a verdict. And they come out and they go, sprained ankle. Oh, God, the blue tent knows everything. Have but any players ever gone into the blue tent where they, they put the tent up and then they pull it back and the player's gone? You know, it's, it's never to be found again. Wouldn't it be great if David Blaine was in charge of the blue tent? <laughs> and it, 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 I don't know where, where Carson Wentz uh, We lost 10 players. Tom Savage was here yeah. 10 seconds ago. I'm not sure what happened. I don't know. He was there and then he wasn't, you know? And then instead we put the we put the tent down and like 10 white doves flew out. Yeah. <laughs> Which uh, might actually have a better chance to quarterback than Tom yeah, Savage. That's what Savage was seeing. The third white dove. Things flying around. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this was the vibe on Packer Ventline yesterday, courtesy of our friends, the fan in Milwaukee. Oh, God. Go, Pack, go! So if you believe all that, then what you say, the Packers actually could have, should have lost this game. And nobody will say this, but this is probably... The best win McCarthy has had on his resume year to date under the circumstances. Go, Pat, go! Brett Favre this, Brett Favre that. Brett Favre could have done nothing compared to what Brett Hundley did today. All you Brett Hundley haters, shut up. He threw for 265, three touchdowns. We're going to hate on him when he plays bad. We're going to hate on him when he plays good. He led this team to a win. It's just a shame that people drink as much as they do during these games. Mm-hmm. It's just a shame, and, and especially those people, those nutbags over there. That was, I think, let's. We should ask McCarthy what his greatest win is, and see how far that game falls down that list. Because I mean, that, that has to be Cleveland. Like, there must be a hundred and fifty wins ahead of that one. Without, I mean, At I don't least. know. Yeah. I mean, how- you want to forget that one as soon as possible. You barely beat the Browns. What are you talking about? They've won one game in two years. Hundley. He makes a case trying to make a case for Steve, Brent. how you doing? Hey, Steve. Or, hey, Bill. I'm, I'm You're lost, Steve. Yeah. Yeah. I, there you go. I am Steve. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of confusion over there. <laughs> Brett, Brett Hundley over Brett Favre. It's, we know that the name starts with, I mean, it's Brett. The first name is Brett. That, but you, you you said Hundley over Favre, and you thought that it was one of uh, McCarthy's best games ever. Please go home and join the the concussion protocol. Hand the keys over to yeah. you. Don't, yeah. don't sit in Have the Have someone watch seat. you tonight. Make sure you're okay in your sleep. We don't want you to. No, we don't want something <laughs> oh, wrong. Sleep on your side. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Do not, do not yeah. sleep on yeah. your back. Uh, yeah. Let's get Star's thoughts on uh, the NFL catch rule. We had we did a half hour on this earlier in the show. We'll get Star's thoughts on it. Uh, Superstar Mike Morris, Vikings Vent Line from yesterday, available on demand, iTunes, wherever you'd find podcasts, or 15hardyspn.com. You know, we're staring at a 4K picture quality TCL Roku TV where Cam Newton looks like a movie usher from the 1960s. I don't know what he's wearing, but in this 4K picture quality, it is popping, and I almost wish that TCL TVs weren't quite as good. TCL TVs are almost too good where they show you too much of Cam Newton's post-game outfit. If you're a sports fan and you're not watching sports on a TCL 4K TV, you're missing out on four times the picture quality of a standard 1080p TV. You're also missing out 
on the connected aspect of the Roku device, which gives you 4,000-plus streaming channels, all kinds of sports options, and 450,000-plus TV show episodes, movies, you name it. It is America's fastest-growing TV brand and one of the three largest TV companies in the world that maybe wasn't on your radar up until a couple years ago. Uh, But get in, stop into any local major retailer in the Twin Cities, and buy a sports fan in your life a TCL TV. Just make sure it doesn't come with Cam Newton's postgame outfits. Mackie and Judd. Mackie and Judd now continue. Come on. On 1500 ESPN. They call him Superstar. He's dumb, 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 dumb. Thanks for the great zucchini, Brad. A muscle-bound meathead. He's dumb, 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 dumb. What do you mean by that? What's that mean? He was a long snapper. He's dumb, 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 dumb. Fourth down center. I'll get you the dictionary. It was a fourth down center. High snap in 98. He's dumb, 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 dumb. A dumb, 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 dumb. Dumb, 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 dumb. Bring it down a little bit. He's on the air right now. He's dumb, 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 dumb. With Mackie and John. <laughs> Didn't rhyme. Talk about dumb. I love how Dave uh, slipped you a little food at the beginning of the, the <laughs> commercial break so he could then play a song to rip you. Loosen you up and then just rip you. Yeah. <laughs> I want another verse of that. Um, it ends too quickly. We can make that, that happen. I know you could. Sure. The creative mind that you are. You know, Volume 3, we released Track 1 off Volume 3 today. We'll do that maybe later in the hour. You can hear uh, can a little help. sampling. I want to help compose that. Uh, uh, phones, but we, we I can... I won't have any ideas. We can... I, nope. I'm dumb. That's true. Yeah. The songs tell it all. That's crap, a perfect picture of bed. Minnesota sports. 651-646-8255 if people want to call the vent lines uh, a day later. So, all right. Here's... We've had time to think about this. The catch rule in the NFL. By the letter of the law, it was the right call yesterday yeah. on Thielen. Because the way was. it's written, it's it's not a catch. Judd and I have been talking that if you simplified it to this, get rid of the going to the ground. It's such a nebulous thing, like going to the ground. Well, you can have possession and still be going to the ground. Absolutely. So, so what if it was this? If you catch a ball and establish two feet or a knee or whatever it is. Right. It's a catch. Correct. It's a catch. The, and then whatever happens after that who cares? is either a, f- a fumble or whatever. If you fall out of bounds, you're out of bounds. But if you catch it and then you establish two feet or whatever is the equivalent of two feet, it's a catch. And then after that, if the ball pops loose or something and the, it's a, you know, in your middle of the field, then okay, so be it. The, the ball is now loose. Right. Um, it should be handled like airspace. Only, I mean, just like flying over... To fly over airspace, like he like like Stewart's touchdown yesterday when he jumps up and he puts the ball, he jumps from the the regular field and over the end zone, that sacred ground, and he puts the ball over the airspace of what is goal, correct? The end zone. Yep. Someone could slap that ball out of his hand. He wouldn't have touched. He wouldn't have landed, and that ball could have come out, and they would have said touchdown yesterday. So what's the damn difference if you have possession of a ball, two hands held tightly around a football? And pulled into your shoulder pads, and now the impact of your fall jostles the ball. He still rolled up with the football. I never touched the ground, and now all of a sudden, this new this rule applies where that's not good. It's I I'm I'm telling you, I don't know I don't know how to 
to break that down, and I don't know how to, you know, to, uh, to 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 explain it to anybody. We tried yesterday. In your playing days, wasn't this rule simpler? And I'm not saying that they never made mistakes, but it seems to me well, like forward passing well, wasn't in existence when he played. Actually, well, the jump pass had just been yeah invented by Sammy Baugh. It seemed to me back in those days of watching your games that we didn't have this type of now. Now that doesn't mean mistakes weren't made. So I'm not saying it was perfect, but it seemed to me the definition of a catch in your during your playing career was much simpler. I, I told Phil it's almost like replay has emboldened these guys to say, "Let's make this as difficult as possible because we got replay and we can always go look at it again." Where when you had Carter and Moss and that that crew, you sort of knew what a catch was and you knew what a catch wasn't. And now it's as if they want to make it as difficult as possible to understand what the completion of a catch is. And I don't under, I don't get why. It's unreal. It's just unreal. But am am I right? Was it simpler oh, in your playing career? Oh, completely. I, I mean, he had two hands on the football. Yeah. And they watched for a second toe to drag. That was it. They're waiting for a toe to drag and to, and to actually know that two feet were inbounds while his hands were on the ball. Catch. That's a catch. As far as, you know, in the middle of the, of the field, you know, if you, you come down with the football and, your, and you, you touch your knee to the ground, you're down. You're down. The ball comes out. It comes out. The ground cannot cause a fumble. The impact of the ball with the ground cannot cause a fumble. Simple. Unless unless possession going to the ground is part of the written rule, which it is right now. It is. Which means it's it wouldn't be a fumble. It would just be an incomplete pass if the ground causes the ball to pop loose. If you began the catch... Like the one we brought up too is the Des the Des Bryant yeah, catch, that's which is example of that. Different than Thielen in that uh, the ball popped loose, and we were talking about breaking the initial plane of the end zone. And if you wa- we've watched that highlight ten times during the commercial break, he jumps up in the air, he catches the ball at the at the high point in the air. He got locked with both hands, correct? Strong hands. So he catches it, and as he's so he he sort of bobbles the first time, and then grabs it with two feet on the ground as he's timbering over. And the third step, so there's one step, two steps with the ball in hand. The third step was actually a planted lunge to the end zone where he takes the ball from the cradle position, reaches it out, and then tries to break the plane of the goal line. The ball hits the ground, pops loose. Correct. And so I want that to be a catch. I know that I I want that to be a catch. But I also know that you have to define it somehow so that when it's reviewed, it can't just be, you know, let's get rid of the language of the rules and just go figure it out on your own. Like it, You have to define it somehow. So the way that I would look at that play and then redefine it as a catch, I would say if you have firm possession of the ball and you put two feet on the ground, that's the catch part. That's it. It's a catch. Right. Now, if something then happens going forward where the ball pops out, okay, well, if if the ball pops out, it hits the ground and, and a defender hasn't touched you yet, then I guess it's a fumble because because right. a defender hasn't right. touched you. That's right. So I that that's where... That is it, correct. That's, that's what I was saying yesterday, too. I mean, if... If you're not down yet and something jostles loose and you, you drop it uh, before anyone even touches you, it's it's a fumble. It's a fumble. You had possession of it. Now you don't. That means the other team can gain possession if they fall on it. I like Now that I think about it, I almost like the football move definition more than the going to the ground and finish the process definition. Uh, that is so stupid because it you is. don't have room to even finish the process. You're, you're pro- you could be run out of bounds. You could be... There's no time to do anything else, but you know that those two feet came down in bounds and you were hanging onto the ball with both hands. But you know what, Mikey? This entire conversation starts the whole thing about how complex the league has made its, it's, it's rulebook. It's and it's rulebook. And, and officiating is far from perfect, and there's some bad ones. 
But in this sport, more than any other sport, I blame the people that make the rules because because they, their rule book they've overthought it. If you took if you took the rule book from your playing career, I bet you, and put it side by side with today's, there is a noticeable difference. Huge during your playing career. You had a rule book of which I think the officials had a chance to enforce the enforce said rules. Now you got no chance. You've got so many small little rules, and that's why they can literally and do do in lots of games call a penalty nearly every play. Yeah, because they can. They didn't on Sunday, but they can. There there can be quarters where you see a flag every other play. Absolutely. If they, uh, if they were if they were to use uh, slow mo instant replay on anything in the offensive line, the interior line, you'd find a holding call every single time. Oh. And you could call it, you, know, you literally, if you wanted to go that far, like they have gone too far, too far, instead of just letting them play with these catches, non-catches. You want to go inside and find penalties? Every play. That's where it's going to get interesting if they eventually open up to challenge anything you want it's and all over. the subjective calls. We're going to see the most boring football flags everywhere. Yeah, it's a... Uh, Cam Newton run. Yeah, there was a hold. Uh, Matt Khalil, if you look at the replay of the Cam Newton 62-yard run, Matt Khalil blatantly held Anthony Barr to open up he that turned hole. Him. He, he, <laughs> he grabbed his jersey, stretched it. His jersey, Barr's jersey is stretching, and he turned him. Yeah. Uh, I got an email here, by the way, from Bovada. I have uh, updated Super Bowl odds after the Carson Wentz injury. It's going to change, huh? So th- this is, uh, we don't even have to tease it. We'll just do it right now because Dave's got questions coming up here. The New England Patriots, odds-on favorite as of this morning, according to Bavada at 9-4. to four. Not shocking. They've got the Pittsburgh Steelers at 4-1. to one. And the third most likely team to win the Super Bowl and most likely to come out of the NFC is the Minnesota Vikings, according to Bavada, wow. after the Carson Wentz injury. Interesting. Well, that kind of makes sense, I, I, I guess. We're the same. the kind of defense we have. It goes yeah, Vikings, Saints are, Eagles, Saints team. are kind of bang, bang, bang in there. And okay. the reason why the Saints are third is because they're going to have to play a road playoff game or maybe two mm-hmm. to get there. And yeah. so their chances. Yeah. And they they might not get that first round bye. So playing an extra game sure. and on the road is going to decrease their chances to go to the well, Super What Bowl. you said yesterday about uh, taking what a team has done when they've lost a game, uh, one, of the, one of their bigger games, too, with Carolina on the road, third road game consecutively, is that they found a way to fight back to – to, to a tie game, at least. I mean, they had a chance to win that game still, and they couldn't have done more things wrong. They couldn't have had more ridiculous calls go against them than they than they did, and they tied that team up yesterday. So that I mean, you know that we're still a team. We're we've, we're still intact. The offensive line, however, we, we've already talked about that. But I I'm, I'm hoping Riley Reef gets back. That'll change everything. If he's back and he's okay, we'll be a, we'll be all right. Yeah, Elfline. It sounds like we had Courtney Cronin from ESPN.com on, and she said it sounds like it's not serious with Elfline. He was just it was a game time decision, and they decided to to err on the side of caution. So that's good. If you get him back, and then at some point here, Riley Reef comes back. You're feeling a lot better about lot the, better. the chances to, to win playoffs. He's game. played really well. Riley Reef has had a great season. Remmers, I don't know where he's. I, I feel so sorry for that guy. I mean, he. It was concussions it was for concussion a while, and then it became a, back. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's unbelievable where that came from. He went back to practice, and he practiced himself into a bad back. Unbelievable. You don't hit that much in practice. You call him a pansy. I, I am right now. Call him out right now. Do it. Mike Rimmers is a pansy. Mike, if you're listening right now, come on <laughs> I gotta down go. here, and I'll tell you what I I'll gotta do. go just I'll, in case he's mad. I'll, I'll turn you I'll wrong see you guys. side out, Mike, and I'll tell you another thing. I'll drop you like a three foot putt. <sighs> I'll give you some zucchini bread. Hope you can cash that check. Uh, Dave, what kind of questions yeah. do you have for us when we come back? Some really football-y football questions, including I want your take on a play call from yesterday's game that I absolutely hate. 
Wow. You think you like football? Well, John Gruden doesn't just really like football. He f- loves football. Aaron Rodgers will not waste time running his great back into a loaded box when he has three receivers that are running a solution to his problems. It's a beautiful thing. Football! Football, yeah! yeah. Football! Football! Yeah. Football. Yeah. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. I just associate it with dummies. Mackey and Judd. They think that they're, you know what, don't think, and they know everything. On 1500 ESPN. Now on Mackey and Judd. Do you believe in past lives? Did we ever really land on the moon? Questions. What are the six degrees that separate you and Kevin Bacon? Of significant importance. We got the superstar Mike Morris. Got Dave Harrigan with some questions of significant importance. Let's take it back to the fourth quarter yesterday. Vikings score the touchdown to get within three points after the two-point conversion. Immediately get the interception from Andrew Sandejo. Taken back to the sixth six-yard line. It is first and goal. And they run it up the middle with Latavius Murray. That is my biggest pet peeve when it comes to offensive play calling. First and goal from beyond, let's say, the three or four-yard line, and you decide to shove it up the middle. With a packed field, mind you. Correct. I can't stand it. You're wasting it down. Talk me off the ledge. Am I wrong, or is that as annoying as I believe it should be? Star? Well, I would say that in this case, you're, you're right. With an offensive line that you're probably not going to get the kind of push you want. If you're dominating up front, you can do it anytime you want. Now you can shove it right down their throat anytime you want. It's a safe play. You got two downs after that that you can pass it if it, if you don't do something. Uh, but but to take one shot at it right up the middle with a good offensive line. But this bunch was just all messed up by that time. I would have taken. I would have passed it with the targets that we have. I you know. A, there's never ever uh, you know a problem with like putting the ball up there high for a guy like Kyle Rudolph, uh, and some of those swing outs where the tight end goes inside, another back swings out wide. Those have worked really well. Pat Shermer's drawn up some really good end zone plays, but I agree. I mean, if you're if you're not hitting on all cylinders, and they clearly were not. McKinnon had sort of a hot hand. But Murray did not. I don't, I don't think anyway. I th- I think it was a bad play. Yeah, I think from in general, there's times where okay, maybe. Uh, they know that you're pass heavy, and so they are. They're going to overcompensate to stop a pass play, and then you can come back almost as a counter and run the ball. But I'm with Dave. If you're if you're inside the three and you can pound it up in there, okay, do your thing. But first and goal from like the six, the seven, the eight, the ten yard line, you have three plays unless you're going to go for it on fourth down to score a touchdown, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And the defense is condensed. It's they don't have to account for forty yards down the field like they would at the forty yard line, where yeah, I know it's I know it's uh, second and four right now, but we got to account for that play that might beat us 40 yards down the field. I think in general you should take shots at the end zone or plays that could, you know, pass plays that could result in touchdowns. It's way harder to score on a run play from like the 7-yard line uh with the condensed field. So, I I'm with Dave. I'm with Dave on this. I am in agreement ordinarily with with all three of you. However, Pat Shermer, who are we to question this year? With a great play calling, with a job he's done. I'm Dave who, bleeping who here, are, here, okay? Who are, we, <laughs> <laughs> who are we to sit here and question a guy who has called marvelous game after marvelous game? So ordinarily, I'd say, yeah, let's pile on. In this case, I give him a pass. Get it? I give him a pass uh, uh. because of the fact he's done such a good job. 
But yes, I would have liked to see him pass. I think too. Dave's giving him a run for his money as offensive uh, master. I want to run him out the door, perhaps. Wow. I do want to. Maybe wow. yeah. I came up with such a good one there. <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, okay, it was very average. You are something. It was, it was very average. <laughs> let's spe- get back into, into Phil Mackey uh, standing by his uh, his very uh, well. Well, uh, well-founded opinion. At least he thought that Cam Newton is a terrible quarterback. Only to see him beat his favorite football team on Sunday. You would bring us back. Let's play the three words game, boys. They can be three adjectives, or they can be three words in succession to form a phrase. Three words: Cam Newton. Go. Oh, Phil. I'm gonna I'm gonna steal one uh, from a Twitter follower here. Peterson of quarterbacks. Famine, famine, feast. Right. I'm going to talk to Star because I think he feels me on this. All right, these two jokers over here—they don't—they don't see football like we see football. Star, <laughs> you well. and I both are, are storied our football backgrounds <laughs> between our legs, upside down. Cam Newton, until the 62-yard run, which he gets credit for, we'll get to in yep. a second. 137 yep. yards passing yep. and eight yards rushing on 11 carries. That's an atrocious performance. He did have a good, a nice little scrambling touchdown pass, and that's great. That's seven points right there. If my quarterback needs a 62-yard run or the equivalent on a weekly basis to bail out a bad performance, I'm sorry. I'm just I don't want to live and die with that. Just like if my running back needs to hit an 80-yard home run right. to make it worthwhile, I'm just not. That's fine. Yeah, you guys, you, you guys can have Cam. Yeah, we're gonna secede from the Cam Union. Okay, you guys can have Cam, and we're gonna take our uh, our more precise passers. Yeah, I mean. He sort of falls into the category of uh, Adrian Peterson. I need to hit a home run. I do everything else, hit or miss. I got to have a big run. So just just to clear my name for today's performance, I'm going to have to. That's what he does. I mean, he, he he's a great athlete. That that'd be mm-hmm. the three words I could use. A great athlete. A yeah, great athlete. a great athlete. A great athlete. And I, uh, I just, is a word. That's right. I, well, a yeah. Well, I I can also come up with three other words that. I should, I'm not going to use it though, but I but I I I don't, I don't like the guy. Really I just don't idea. like him. I really don't like Cam Newton. But what a great Shriners hat that he had on today! It was very stylish. <laughs> the Shriner cap was, was great. Very stylish. I can't stand the guy. I, you know what? He beat us though, fair and square. And I, you know what? He's he was a league MVP. It's amazing how he did that. But he's yeah, not because, even close to being yeah, because voters and sports are morons, and that's fine. You know they can keep doing that. That's true. Mm-hmm. Dave, have a vote in that. I never said I loved the guy. I'm just asking no, the questions. No, just trying here. to push buttons. Right? I, yeah, you questions came to me. I'm okay, just talking for questions. The question again is, was what? Three words for Cam Newton. No more outfits. <laughs> <laughs> Honest to God, dude, just dress normal. You're not a rock star. No, you're not. You're 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 a football player. I mean, I'm not saying you can't dress nice. That's yeah. I'm not. But this is ridiculous. You're not. You you weren't in the Beatles. You're not in the Rolling Stones. You're not in. I'm, you look like an idiot. You're barely in the NFC playoffs, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean on the Beatles. Right, right. Honest to Let's God, the break. Honest to God, Full though. I mean, of himself. Yes. When Man. he when he puts those things on after the game before oh. going to the podium, does he to look at his teammates and say, "Look what I'm going to get him with this week," or does he legitimately think he is just? He thinks he's a rock star. Nines. No, there's no question. He thinks he's a rock star. And if you played no with question. that guy, he would drive you crazy. Oh my god, that's a great point by Dave. I think so. Russell Westbrook is is the the bizarre fashion guy of the NBA. Uh-huh. But I always sense that there's a tongue in cheek aspect to Russell Westbrook that. 
I'm going to wear a really tight button-up like yeah. A&W root beer shirt today, and it's going to be glorious. I, I think Cam Newton feels like he is this – he is this. His fashion is ten years advanced from where everyone else is, and he should be taken very seriously. Don't you oh, guys yeah. think too? Trendsetter, trendsetter. Don't don't you guys think too? See, basketball to me, because it's all about people individually. That's fine. I really think football players look to the quarterback and are like, "Okay, you you're my guy, right? It's a team sport, and you're my guy." And when you're dressing like that. I think your teammates are probably like, what the hell are you doing? What's this? Like, you're supposed to be our leader. Yeah, you're supposed to be our CEO. Yeah. And you're dressing like that? In yeah. basketball, I don't think it's as big a deal. In football, I think you really have a group of people that look to the quarterback and are like, you're our guy, so what do you got? Well, I got this. I've got white capris and a chef's hat. I look on. like That's Willy right. Wonka today or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's get back to this one because I want uh, Superstar's opinion. The end of the Seattle-Jacksonville game. Victory formation, Seattle, yeah, they were going at knees. But let's just say they were going for it clean, but still playing hard football, trying to get that fumble, even though the Jags are just kneeling it down to kill the clock and win the game. Where do you side? Should it be uh, all right? handshake agreement where uh, this game's done, let's all go home, or does the defense absolutely have the right to attack the football till the final whistle? Michael, I, I, you know what? This is a good question. Uh, of course, what was it the is. coach? Of course, it was. Of course, why would I question that? Um, who, was the, who was the head coach? From he was Greg uh, Schiano. Schiano. Yep. He, he was the one that was big on that. On, we're going to fight until the bitter end, right? We're going to die. We're going cra- to crash the center, and we're going to Coughlin. Yeah, uh, yeah. Giants. Yes. Oh, what a stink that was. There's kind of an unwritten rule uh, amongst offensive linemen and defensive linemen: chill out. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna kneel on this. We can go home. Everyone can be happy. Get a check tomorrow. Uh, the game's over. Or you can have that one guy who absolutely believes that he can make that ball pop out. Somehow run it into the end zone in two seconds, and still line up for an onside kick. And the, I mean, there's a guy that really believes that. But anyway, it's 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 not good. It's not a good policy to crash the center and try and get that ball. That'll get you killed the next time you play each other, too, by the way. that There's no, another unwritten rule that next time we still remember your number, we'll get you back. That That's that's also an unwritten rule. Don't do it. We, you're a mark man if you do that again. I'd, I'd like to see offenses catch a defense that has waved the white flag. I'd like to see the offense blow them off the ball just to make, just to make sure. Just well, to make I mean, sure. they get mad. The defenses get mad when, and you've seen this, and we, we've done this before, too. I think it was Brian Billick. Who decided he was just gonna? I, we were up on I think the Ravens by a bunch, and he's just gonna go up, take it up on top. Last minute of the game, he's gonna put it up because he knows someone needs one more catch or some extra yardage and to make the stats look great for him. He throws the ball up, and I think Jake Reed catches it like sixty yards down the field, and they have to run him down before it's another touchdown. So I mean, running it up. Is the offense's way of doing what the defense does when they're trying to crash? Sure. Yeah. Now, if now if it's a one score game and the defense wants the ball back, they would welcome a pass because if it's incompl- if it's they incomplete would, it's, or you know, it's when you're way up and you and you're still yeah. pulling garbage like that. Just run the clock out and get out of there with every. I mean, someone can get splattered down the field. Still, they can light your receiver up, and that was good to go back then too. You're going to get someone killed well, because you want your stats to be so. Anyway, the, I, I just. They're you, going after knees, too. I mean, it, may, it just makes no sense. Absolutely. How long did that once to me, though? 
He did that once really? to me. Yeah, field goal, uh, extra point or something. Like it was an extra. I don't think it was an extra point. And he was like right over the top. And he goes, it's over. It's over. He goes, we're just going to stand up. He said that to you? Yep. And, <laughs> and instead he goes they in. They all came and got us. They, I mean, we're up on them. And they tried to blow up the middle of the field and wreck the kicker and everything else. I'm like, okay. Really? Never listened to him again. Interesting. Yeah. We were, oh, it's over. Let's just take it easy. We're just going to stand up. Okay. I learned a lesson that day. I learned a lesson. <laughs> don't listen to Howie Long. Yeah, don't listen to Howie Long. You still Howie don't watch Long. the Fox pregame show. Yeah, yeah. Don't listen to Howie Long. Oh, He's man. lying all yeah. the time. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> he was a good football player, but Mac, I mean, he had a little clout to him, too. He was like Ken Kong out there. And a nice, thick buzz cut as well. Really nice. Mm-hmm. Hasn't changed that thing up in about 25 At years, all. but it still kind of works for him. Uh, <laughs> do you want to hear song number one off volume three of Songs by the U-Log when we come back, Star? I do. All right, Mackie and Judd. The Mackie and Judd Show rolls on, finally, finally. on 1500 ESPN. The 1500 ESPN Sports Fantasy Auction returns tomorrow. It's presented in part by Abel Chiropractic, TCL, and Town Hall Brewery. You can listen all day starting at 9 a.m. until 6 to bid on great experiences with all money raised benefiting Courage Kenny Rehabilitation Institute during Mackie and Judd. Plenty to choose from, including the chance to co-host Saturday Sports Talk for a day with Judd and Pat, plus a little lunch with the boys following the show. All the details on all the auction items, uh, auction experiences, I should say, 1500ESPN.com, keyword courage. We're quite a Carolina as well. Um, I mean, they made they had some good plays, made some good plays. Um, you know, but I, like I said, we turned the ball over three times. We gave up 200 yards rushing. Um you know, we didn't, uh, you know, we, that's, those are unlike us. Yeah, we got fighters. Uh, we just didn't finish the game. We didn't play good enough to win. So it's hard to, hard to win games when you don't play good enough. Uh, Star, are you ready? Are I you think ready so. For, uh, I think I am. For uh, track one, volume three of Songs by the U-Log. Brace yourself. Say that again. What, this so track one. Volume three. Volume three. Track one, Songs by the U-Log. Yeah, I definitely want to hear this. You know, there's a lot of top artists, like, you know, throughout history. It took them about two albums to get their footing. And then right around the Eagles, you know, that third album is really the jumping off point to superstardom. And that's where we are right now. Well, I'll be the judge of that. (laughs) There's also a lot of bands that never did anything that kept making albums. That's true, too. (laughs) Yeah. That's true, too. You be Mm. the judge. Uh, The Beatles. There's one right there. It's a good segue. Never made any. Oh, you know, try, try to try to maybe differentiate the Beatles between uh, the three of us. It's almost <laughs> impossible here. All right, you ready? Here it is. Hobbling around on busted knees, they're the Vikings quarterbacks. First it's Teddy, then Sammy B, and don't forget the running back. Hobbling around on busted knees, but we've got case to fill the hole. It's hard to believe, but there's still a chance of playing in the Super Bowl. Packer fans have got that jealous feeling, cause they see how much their team sucks without Rogers. All they have is Brett Hundley. Hobbling around on busted knees, you'd think that we'd be screwed. 
But Spielman and Zim built a damn good team, and you'll see us in 52. Keenum down the middle, he goes, and in the end zone, and is caught by Rudolph for the touchdown. Keenum sets it up near side, and the slot is good for a touchdown, it's right. Keenum keeps it, looking for a block, touchdown, Minnesota. Keenum going to dump it off, it's a touchdown to the backup tight end, Morgan. Packer fans have got that jealous feeling because they see how much their team sucks without Rodgers. All they have is Brett Hundley hobbling around on busted knees. You'd think that we'd be screwed. But Spielman and Zim built a damn good team, and you'll see us in 52. Yes. Well what do you think, Star? Yes. Well done. Well done. Five, five stars, six stars. How many stars? Uh, six stars. I just I'm confused with one part of it. Of course, I'm confused, right? But uh, how are you going to make it to Super Bowl, uh, the Super Bowl in 19, in uh, 2052? Yeah, I think uh, we'll explain that off the uh, air here. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. See you, Mike. Uh, well, well, I, just, I just everything's good. Until yeah, you, know, you said that, yeah, Teddy, see, we'll see you in 52. It's like a long Teddy time. Teddy coming off an injury. Quarterbacks' careers are getting longer. It's do the math on it. Concussions. Think about it till, me. till Friday, then come back, and I think by then you'll have deducted exactly what it was about. All right, yeah. then. Well, I'll need Dave maybe to help out. Some yeah. of the zucchini bread over here. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.